That's the fight song of the Miami Redhawks, folks. That beautiful campus in Oxford, Ohio, where our next guest graduated from not too long ago. He joins us on the North Olmsted Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. He is Chris Rose from the NFL Network, from the Rose Rotation, from BattleBots, from Shaker Heights. Hello, buddy. How are you, sir? Happy holidays, guys. How are you? Uh, we are well. Thank you very much. Happy holidays to you as well, man. Saw you doing some serious work over the holidays. Well done. Big time for the NFL. Thank you. Big yeah, time. I mean, no, they don't. They don't stop. It's funny when people. Um, I mean, I love the business we're in. Love it. It's amazing. It's fun. It's dramatic. It's crazy at times. All that sort of stuff. And people go, "Wait, you have to work on the holidays?" I was like, "Yeah." But if you still play football on those days, yep, we'll be there. Somebody, somebody's got to be there on the other side of the TV. You know, the thing of it is, though, some people will say, "Well, you shouldn't play on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day." Or no. Well, you, you 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 don't have a choice if right. you, if you look at it. You know, the teams play for the most part every seven days, and if the holidays fall on those days, you have to play because that's the way the season's yeah. drawn up. So I get it. Oh yeah. Never well, been I can't issue. wait till the till I can't wait till Christmas is on a Tuesday in a couple of years. They'll figure out a way to get a game there too. <laughs> oh, don't tempt them, Chris. Don't tempt them. Yeah, that might be true, Chris. That, that really. Wait, might wait be. a second. You think they haven't thought about it already? They will. It's always. And yeah. Who knows? Maybe I'll be working it that day. Yeah, man. But we have an outside shot right now. Before you said it, that they could be more focused on lunch and have forgotten. Good point. So you're up 10 nothing if you're the Cleveland Browns on the New Orleans Saints, mm-hmm. and it's crummy weather, and they're on the road, and it's Christmas Eve, and, you know, what do they have to play for? And they score 17 straight points, you don't score again, and the Saints win the game. Your yeah. gut was doing what? No, nothing. I mean, you know, I mean, it was a long shot for us to make the playoffs anyway, so. Correct. Um but yeah, it was you know it was disappointing that they just couldn't keep rolling. I, I it certainly hasn't been an effort thing for the most part, as far as I can tell. You know, I mean maybe the, they would know more in the building than I would. Uh, it doesn't look like that. It just you know they decided to throw the ball a lot <laughs> yes. in, in terrible weather. So that you know I've been scratching my head all year a little bit about everything and. It's been a lost season for them. Um, do they have top five or eight talent in the league? No, but there's there's enough talent to compete for a you know for a playoff berth here, and certainly not to be six and nine with two games to go. That is that's kind of the the disheartening thing of this team. I think the encouraging thing, especially when it comes to Kevin Stefanski, Chris, and and maybe it's just because we've watched the Broncos later on in that Christmas holiday where everybody was looking at each other with their palms up and yelling at each other. And there was arguments on the bench and, you know, the head coach got fired and all that kind of stuff. You haven't seen that out of the Browns yet. Does that give you any faith in what Kevin Stefanski is doing? Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, you can tell some teams when they quit, you know, there's a lot of guys who will tell you, particularly next week, not so much this week, but next week is called like the U-Haul week. That's when guys show up basically with a U-Haul attached to their car and they're like driving home. Like that's it. Whether it's figurative or literal, that's, that's kind of what they call it. Um, the Browns this week have a chance to play a major role in 
the NFC playoffs major role. Um, you know, you've got Packers, Lions, Seahawks fans that are all Cleveland Browns fans this weekend. And there's going to be a lot of attention on that game. It's one of the, one of the biggest games, to be honest with you, uh, of the weekend, uh, particularly since it's also the return of Carson Wentz to the starting lineup. So there's a lot for them to show. There's a lot for people to see what the Browns are about. And, yeah, I think that that's a big deal, that, that you don't want to see guys quit on a coach and a system and an organization that gets – we've seen way too much of that in the – you know, two decades plus since this team returned. Nick Chubb spoke a little earlier today, Chris, and, and you know, Nick's really a, a calm, low-key guy, Very doesn't really guard it in what he says. But he, he made the honest statement that, look, I've been in the league a while. I know there are going to be changes in the offseason, which to me sounded like almost like goodbye, Kareem. You know, I'm, I'm going to miss my buddy. Uh, we know there are going to be changes. Can you make changes at – both coordinator spots while keeping the head coach in place. You know, we've, we've talked about Kevin's situation a lot. I'd like to see him back, but I, I would, I would be really surprised if there weren't changes in the other spots. And I wonder is, is that damning for Kevin Stefanski? If he has to change out his coordinators, it it clearly would put the spotlight on him for next year. But I wonder what it says about, about the present, if there were to be changes there. When you're saying both coordinators, you don't mean offensive and defense. You no, I'm sorry. I mean, I mean, teams. right. I mean, special teams and defense. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, he wouldn't be the first coach that has to do that. No, I know. You know, yeah. he, he wouldn't be. And um, here's the thing is that the defense, for the most part, for the most part, since that first Baltimore game has been decent, you know, um, I am surprised, and, and I overestimated in the preseason uh, when I was doing the games with Joe Thomas, the defense's ability. I, I really felt like, okay, after week five last year in that Chargers game, which was horrendous, they really were a, pretty much a top five, top six defense from there on in, okay? And I thought with so few changes coming personnel-wise and coaching-wise, that they were going to carry us at the 11 games that Deshaun Watson wasn't there. And I couldn't have been more wrong. Like, I I was shocked. I knew that the defensive tackle situation was tenuous at best. But I was shocked with the number of blown coverages and things like that that really cost us games. And, but, People Chris, you, you that, weren't wrong there, Chris, because I think you were exactly I right. I was wrong. No, but no, as it turned wrong. out, what happened was the defense didn't do what it was supposed to do, I think, because I, I honestly I agree with you. I thought they were ready to roll. I thought they'd be a really good defense this year. So. Same here, man. No, they weren't. They weren't. They weren't, and part of it is coaching, and part of it is personnel. I mean, they have got to get better. The last two years, the defensive tackles, according to PFF, has been either worst or second worst or whatever they are right now. They've got to get better there. We cannot have teams. The Chargers cannot run the ball worth a damn. They had one game all season where they ran the ball, and it was against us. Like, you, they've got to be able to, to cut that in half if they're going to get better. They have to. They have to. They do. I think, they're, I think they're really good at corner for the most part. Guys haven't played great, but I think they're in good situation there. I don't know what's going to go on with the linebackers. And I think they need to revamp the defensive line outside of Miles Garrett and 
you know, Alex Wright, who has shown some flashes at times, and it could be a good rotational player. But, man, they have, they've got a lot of personnel they're going to have to fix. Chris Rose from the NFL Network and, of course, the Rose Rotation through John Boy Media joining us on the North Olmsted Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Chris, we were kicking around. Look, Jeff likes Kevin Stefanski. I like Kevin Stefanski. Our fan base, of course, would love for Kevin Stefanski to do nothing more than to not coach the Cleveland Browns. If you were not completely true, seventy-five uh, percent. But but that's only that's a lot of people who don't pay attention to the rest of the league. I'm sorry, they just don't. They don't watch it the way that that some people do. Has he had shortcomings this year in play calling, particularly after the first fifteen and things of that nature? Absolutely. He has been dealt a hand this year, unlike anything we've ever seen. Unlike anything we've ever seen at the quarterback position, he helped. I'm going to give Jacoby Brissett a lot of credit, but Kevin Stefanski and his offensive staff played a major role in Brissett playing the best, far and away the best football of his career. And not only that, our offensive rankings were among the top in the league the first 11 weeks. So don't give me that. That's not fair. It's not fair. And it's, it's misguided, in my opinion. Who do you want to bring in? Go tell me who you want to bring in. Go tell me what, you know, everybody talks about Mike Vrabel. Mike Vrabel's team stinks. I, I'm a big fan of Vrabel and what he's done. Their team stinks. They, they lack some talent down there. But they don't. But and, and they've they lost what? Is it, areas, is it five, also, yeah, five or six in a row? Their defensive line's way better than our defensive line. Way better than our defensive line. Way better. Their yeah. linebackers are better than yeah. ours. Well, their defense, you know, I mean, their defense has played better, Chris, and I thought our defense would be one of the defenses that a team like Tennessee would be trying to emulate, you know, but that didn't happen. Yeah, I mean, it's just like people want to keep changing and changing and changing. Go ahead and tell me where you're going to, you know, I'm looking at Mike McDaniel speaking right now on NFL Network. I love Mike McDaniel. Love Mike McDaniel. I think he's awesome. I think what he's done down there is, did a pretty solid job. They're going to scratch and claw to hang on to that last playoff spot now without Tua. I mean, like everybody wants to change something. It's got to be the head coach. It's parts. It's parts. And maybe he didn't hire the right guys to be two of his three coordinators. But also, we haven't brought in entirely the right personnel either yet. You and I are on the same page. Actually, I, Dan's on that same page, too. I'm on the too. same page, too. Yeah, Dan. There is, but I'll bring this part up. There's one guy who supersedes where uh, Kevin Stefanski on the scale, and it's the only guy that I would get rid of Kevin Stefanski for, and it would be Sean Payton. But you're not going to – guys, the Saints don't have a first-round pick this year. Do you think they're just going to be like, yeah, we'll take a fourth for Sean Payton? Heck no. And – you know, Sean Payton's going to have plenty of opportunities to pick from because, yeah, I mean, yes, I understand that. I mean, Sean Payton's a very, very good coach. You've seen what's going on where basically he left the entire staff in New Orleans and things been a total you-know-what down there for the most part without him. So he's going to have his choice, you know? Does he want to – does he – I mean – Saints would never let him go in the same division, so I don't want to say that. But 
you know, there's some places that are that might be really appetizing for him. Denver? You think he'd and Denver, you know, has coughed up a couple of first round picks, so they're they're a yeah, little lacking they there too. They don't have any picks and you want to deal with Mahomes and Herbert? I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. Plus if he's hell bent on bringing Fangio. Oh, that's true too. Yeah, right. That's, that's true too. That's true too. Chris Rose joining us. Uh, the Rose rotation, you see his work on the NFL Network, and he does an outstanding job with that. If you're the Browns, how confident are you that Deshaun Watson can be the guy that Deshaun Watson is supposed to be? Are, are you just are your I mean, fingers you crossed? Yeah, I mean, there's no confidence. He, this is where we're going. This is it. And I told you this when he went back. Everybody was like uh, – at the beginning of the year, everybody's like, boy, if they're six and five through those 11 games, it's going to be, you know, the guy hasn't played for two years and it looks like it. He's done some really nice things. Uh, I thought he threw a couple of great passes to Cooper and Njoku. Um, you know, unfortunately, it didn't work out on Sunday. And people could say, well, you know, he's had some lousy weather games. Guys, we live in Cleveland. Like, that's the way it's going to be in December and January when you play football. So, yeah, I mean, two-thirds of the season, hopefully he'll be playing in really nice weather or in domes, and, you know, other parts of his game can shine. But at the same time, um, this is it. I, I looked at it as a six-game exhibition season. You know, I wanted us to be able to fight for a wild card, but that's the way I looked at it because I'm around people who know how tough it is to play this sport particularly that position when you haven't played it for two years. So it's, you know, I hope next year he's better. I still see some of the stuff I saw when Baker was around, like, okay, he'd give a read and then bounce around and try and make a play. And, you know, like that fourth down where he didn't even get a throw off. I was like, what are we doing? But, you know, hopefully this weekend the He's going to get a good test from a real good defensive front against Washington, and hopefully the weather's okay, and we can see a little bit more about what he's about. All right, Chris, one last thing, something happy. What do you Have you been enjoying the Cavaliers to this point? I know they ran into a red-hot Brooklyn Nets team, and they've got, Indy, yeah. and they've got the uh, Pacers tomorrow. What have you thought of the Cavs? Uh, I've enjoyed them. I, I really like watching them. Uh, I hate our rotation. I don't get it why we only play eight guys. It, it drives me nuts. I know that Rubio's not quite there yet. Get Neto some minutes so he can take some of the pressure off those ball handlers. And they're going to have to make a trade. If they're serious about wanting to do something, the problem is I know they've given up so many picks that I don't know what other people would want. You know, Karis LeVert's an expiring contract. You probably would have to give up somebody else that's fairly meaningful to the team. I'm not talking about one of the big four, but somebody else. Um, because they're just lacking one other guy who can take the pressure off of Garland and Mitchell offensively. But they're a fun team to watch. I, I really enjoy it. Agreed. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, dude. All right, guys. Thank you. Happy Chris New Rose, Year to you, man. NFL Network joining us on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline.